0: Welcome to Long Story Short, sponsored by the Kirkpatrick Foundation. I'm Ted Struley, the Executive Director at Oklahoma Watch. We're a statewide nonprofit news organization that specializes in investigative reporting. You're listening to our weekly podcast, which lets you hear directly from our journalists as they provide deeper insight into their recently published stories. In our first segment today, we're talking to Trevor Brown. Who talked to Oklahoma physicians about the sudden fall off in the state's COVID vaccination rates? So, Trevor, you had a story this week about COVID vaccinations lagging in Oklahoma, but you also wrote that we got off to a strong start. What happened?
1: Yeah, if you want to remember when vaccines first came out, we were doing really good. We were about ninth best in the country. Obviously, that has leveled up quite leveled off quite a bit. Um, as of last week, we were 12th worst in the country. And what we're seeing now with the higher cases is that a lot of people that are getting or not getting vaccinated are the ones that are getting seriously sick.
0: Oklahoma doctors told you they were fighting a lot of bad information. What are they hearing from their patients?
1: Yeah, so almost every doctor, actually every doctor that we talked to mentioned that their patients had some type of misinformation about COVID or the COVID vaccines. Some of these were more the you know, grandiose conspiracy, you know, Bill Gates is putting a microchip in my body. Um, But more often than not, these people just had a overstated fear of the vaccine while having an understated fear of COVID-19. That's the message that almost every doctor that we talked to told us.
0: Wow. One, One of the concerns had to do with the speed at which the vaccine was developed. Do doctors think there's a reason to worry that the vaccines were rushed through the process?
1: That's a good question. All of the doctors that we talked to were very confident in the vaccine and the vaccine process. Um, a lot of them told me that, you know, this isn't something that we just started from scratch. This is something that, you know, scientists and doctors have been working on for years. When I'm talking about the you know, entire body of work of vaccines. So you're not just coming at this from, you know, from zero, where do you have a body of research? And every test and every review have shown that these are both effective and safe.
0: Some of the doctors uh, told you that patients were waiting for full FDA approval before getting the shot. Now that that's happened, are we expecting a flood of people to get vaccinated?
1: I heard some mixed opinions on this. Some doctors were optimistic or perhaps hopeful that the FDA approval will spur some people to get the vaccine who were maybe on the fence before. Um, but many of them were more cautious and um, thought that people are more likely just to come up with another excuse and um, find another reason to not get the vaccine at this point.
0: Trevor, you wrote in another recent story, the Governor Stitt has done less to encourage people to get vaccinated than his peers in neighboring states. As we hear this week about sharp increases in hospitalizations and some school districts quarantining thousands of students, how can Oklahoma better educate the population about the vaccines and their safety?
1: That's about the million-dollar question right now. Um, You know, doctors are frustrated. They're talking to patients. You know, they can only talk to so many. They told me they encourage their patients to talk to their friends and family about the vaccines, tell them why they got the vaccine, tell them about their experience. You know, it might have some side effects, you know, the next day or two after, but more often than not, people have no major issues with the vaccine. But, you know, we're seeing, you know, the state has the opportunity to do some more when we look at other states in terms of things like vaccine lotteries or, um, you know, going on a listing tours, such as what the governor of Arkansas is doing that. Right now, we're not seeing those types of actions from the state.
0: Trevor Ben, thanks so much. If you'd like to track Oklahoma's COVID vaccination rates by zip code, that's available on our website, OklahomaWatch.org. At Oklahoma Watch, we recently published a disturbing story that revealed a sharp increase in Oklahoma suicides. Reporter Whitney Bryan, who covers mental health for Oklahoma Watch, did the investigation. Welcome Whitney. At the beginning of the pandemic, you reported that experts were predicting a surge in mental health problems. Now you have a story about record suicides in our state. How are those two things connected?
2: Well, Ted, when the pandemic began, I quickly started hearing from mental health sources that there was a concern that suicide rates, mental health challenges, substance abuse, um, even physical abuse were going to escalate during this pandemic.
0: How many suicides are we talking about?
2: In 2020, there were 883 suicides in Oklahoma, and that's across the state. Um, This affects everyone from rural Oklahoma, um, small counties in all corners of the state to Oklahoma City and Tulsa metro areas, um, people ages eight years old um, to 94 years old and everything in between.
0: How, How big a jump was that?
2: So, 883 is up about 10% from 2019. Um, So, up about 10% in one year, which is a pretty hefty increase based on the records that I looked back that go back to 2006.
0: How did that compare to the rest of the country?
2: So, that was really interesting. I found that overall in the United States, some of the preliminary numbers that the CDC put out is suggesting that there was actually a drop in suicide rates across the country in 2020, about a 6% drop. So not a huge drop, but considering the effects of the pandemic, it was really surprising to a lot of mental health experts.
0: What did you discover about uh, some of the factors that affect suicide rates in Oklahoma?
2: Well, a lot of the things that affected suicide rates in 2020 um, had to do with the pandemic. However, a lot of folks were still being affected in 2020. By things that you know haven't changed over the past 10 or 20 even 30 years um, things like increases in substance abuse um, that obviously increased during the pandemic but that's something that oklahomans struggle with and have struggled with for many years that contributes to our numbers uh, people in rural communities also have higher rates of suicide a lot of experts think that that's because there's scarce resources in those areas you know fewer treatment centers longer drives to Therapy and um, the help that they need.
0: Are there any uh, breakdowns by racial lines?
2: Yeah, one of the Cultural more surprising uh-huh, one of the more surprising things that I found out when I was doing this investigation is that in Oklahoma, um, for the last five years, so from 2016 to 2020, we saw the number of Black Oklahomans who committed suicide double.
0: Wow. Um, now the the state had a hunch this might be coming right doctors experts were talking about it at the beginning of the pandemic did the state heed any of those warnings did they do anything to help uh, help thwart that coming problem
2: Absolutely. Really quickly after the pandemic began uh, last spring, I was already hearing from mental health treatment centers, counselors and therapists, even schools that um, virtual and telehealth appointments and treatment, even support groups were going online, um, was going to be a huge factor in helping people through the pandemic. We also saw the State Department of Education Put out about $35 million in relief funds to schools to increase the number of mental health counselors to support their kids as they were coming back this school year um, after the pandemic. And the state even partnered up with a veterans organization to try to reach some veterans that are really hurting um, to help them and treat them using other veterans who share their experience and kind of a peer to peer support system.
0: What's the most surprising thing that struck you while you were working on this story?
2: I think I was really surprised, um, by that number of, um, black Oklahomans who saw, um, an increase in, you know, death by suicide. Um, that was shocking to me, I think because they don't constitute a huge portion of Oklahomans who die by suicide in general, but to see that kind of increase, that was really surprising.
0: If you'd like to know more, there's a complete data set of Oklahoma suicides embedded in Whitney's story at OklahomaWatch.org. We're talking to Keaton Ross, who covers criminal justice for Oklahoma Watch. Keaton wrote a story this week about adverse childhood experience scores, known as ACEs, and Oklahoma's incarceration rates. Keaton, welcome to Long Story Short. First, will you tell us, uh, for those who might not be familiar, with the adverse childhood experience scores, what is that?
3: Sure, so the ACE quiz is a brief 10 question survey designed to gauge how rough a person's childhood was. Um, and there, there are a number of different adverse childhood experiences. Um, common examples include physical and emotional abuse, uh, neglect, having a parent incarcerated, um, having a parent die. Um, so those are the some of the most common ones. And a person with a score of three or higher um, experts have determined that they are at a higher risk of mental health disorders and issues later in life.
0: Great. You uh, you talked to Liz Kalaja at the OUTU School of Community Medicine in Tulsa about Oklahoma's incarcerated women. What did she say about ACEs and the incarceration rate? Sure. So I
3: managed to get a hold of her after the event, um, and she... She mentioned for the past three to four years, she's volunteered with Poetic Justice and taught a therapeutic poetry course at Oklahoma's two women's prisons, um, the Eddie Warrior and Mabel Bassett Correctional Facilities. And she mentioned how at the start of each course, uh, she asked the women to take the ACE quiz. Um, and over the past three to four years that she's taught the course, um, nearly 400 women, excuse me, have taken the quiz, and the average, their average score is 5.75, um, which is very high and, and seems to indicate that Oklahoma's incarcerated population um, have had especially traumatic and rough childhoods.
0: Keaton, we've mentioned a couple times this uh, event that was uh, held in Tulsa. It was hosted by Oklahomans for Criminal Justice Reform. What were the panelists' thoughts on the link between ACE scores and incarceration?
3: Sure. So they, they would like to see the state do more to address um, first the root causes of adverse childhood experiences and then a strategy to treat people um, who have several of these ACEs. Um, of course, the legislature has done some work over the past few years, um, but they'd really like to see, to see the state invest even more in mental health services and targeting people who have experienced some of these tragic events.
0: What about the financial side of this? Um, What does it cost the state to treat mental health problems that resulted from childhood trauma, and how do those costs compare with the cost of incarceration?
3: Sure. So the state
0: mental health department estimates that it costs about $2,000
3: a year to provide treatment to someone. Um, to house someone in a correctional facility is about 10 times as expensive, um, just over $20,000 a year. Um, so, of course, Oklahoma's prison population has actually dropped uh, significantly over the past three years as reform efforts have taken shape and the pandemic has disrupted the criminal justice system. Um, but the thought is if, if the state is able to reach uh, more of these people who have had rough childhood experiences, and maybe headed down um, a path towards the criminal justice system. Um, those savings could trickle down um, to the state
0: prison population. And I would guess—correct uh, me if I'm wrong—but it costs even more to incarcerate someone if you also have to treat them for mental health problems while they're incarcerated than than it costs to just house a standard inmate, doesn't it? Correct.
3: Yes. Um, Though there are, you know, <laughs> you have to pay for someone to come to the prison and. And provide that kind of treatment and of course that's a substantial uh, burden to the state.
0: What stood out to you in the course of reporting this story? You know of
3: course research is still pretty preliminary on this topic but in the United Kingdom uh, they found that a person with an A score or four or higher was 20 times more likely to end up in prison than the general population. So I think we'll start to see as the research continues, lawmakers in Oklahoma, you know, considering that. Keaton, thanks so much.
0: Listeners can read Keaton's full story at oklahomawatch.org. You've been listening to Long Story Short, a weekly podcast that helps you get deeper into the investigative stories reported by Oklahoma Watch, which you can find on the web at oklahomawatch.org. This podcast was made possible by a grant from the Kirkpatrick Foundation, for which we're grateful. For Oklahoma Watch, I'm Ted Struly. Thanks for listening.